Hello and welcome back. Today we discuss some trends in Flexo and consumer packaging, including food snacks, what color is your car, cannabis and cookies, liquid turbulence, all this and much more. Stay tuned. Welcome to Ink and Updates, your touch point for the flexographic industry. Stay informed about industry news and advertise your business or service to the community. So there's a number of trends that are seem to be developing here in the flexo and packaging environment. So uh, today we're going to talk about some of those trends. I'm going to kick us off with Apex raising the bar as it comes to analogs. They are pronounced or they announced their GTT 2.0. So over the last year, Apex International has upgraded its GTT analogs technology. GTT 2.0 is specifically engineered to reduce liquid turbulence, resulting in a calm liquid surface. So this is on Flexotech, uh, the Flexo print magazine. And it says that the improved graving ensures up to 50% reduction in cell wall surface area across the analogs while decreasing the required channel depth by an average of 25%. So they're not cutting as deep, it sounds. Apex has also included additional volume options, making GTT 2.0 suitable for a wider range of print requirements. As a result, GTT engravings exhibit much greater levels of print consistency and color density color density compared to conventional analog system. It goes on to say, of course, that with the GTT 2.0 engraving, true standardization with improved flexibility becomes a reality. So, of course, when we talk about analogs, I ordered analogs yep. from XYZ Company. We get a 3.0. You have a 3.0. Both of our analogs are, We all course, have 3.0s. Yeah, everyone's going to transfer a little bit differently. Apex International looks to solve that problem. Yeah, they actually, begin. they actually have a great uh, uh, video on the website that actually talks about, um, on their website, they have a video that really goes into depth on the differences between the, uh, I don't want to say standard cell technology as opposed to the uh, channel uh, technology, but uh, really goes into how the ink uh, reacts uh, in the cells as opposed to the channels and how the turbulence is uh, reduced greatly. So it's very interesting. You check them out at apexrolls, analogsrolls.com, I believe is the name of the website. Yeah, well, I remember when Apex actually, well, the first time I got introduced to Apex is for opaque white backing. It was supposed to be, their analogs were supposed to lay down the most opaque consistency with the least amount of micro pinholing and, and pinholing in general for water-based inks. And uh, we actually ran a job. That was about, we're going back six years, I think. Yeah. Five please. or six years job at a company down the road here and um i mean really significantly improved the laydown of the opaque white just by changing out the analog so apex is definitely um innovative well and, certainly and, what it does is it it uh reduces the amount of analog rolls that you have to keep on the shelf right, right. so i mean last time i checked they weren't cheap and so <laughs> if you gotta you know if you can keep five on the shelf as opposed to 25 on the shelf uh to do the same amount of work that's you know Huge savings. I know there's a big debate between, you know, uh, the standard uh, analog cell technology and the channels, and, and uh, I'd love to get two of these guys in the same room and have them fight it out and have it like an MMA fight. Hey, well, maybe you know, one day we'll get ding, that ding, happen. ding, and let them go at it <laughs> and let them tell us why you know what's different and and why theirs is better. So anytime they want to do that, that'd be awesome. So moving on ahead to uh, Packaging World magazine. Uh, they came up with a top four snack food industry consumer trends of 2018. They have them listed as better for you, single serve, 
resealability and uh, flavor variety. Well, sure. It all comes back around to the same thing. We want it fast. We want it healthier. 27% of the market share they're, uh, they're estimating is going to be an increase by 2025. Nuts and seeds. Right. Nuts and seeds. Single serve, so it has to be resealable. They want to keep it fresh for a long period of time. You know, so basically that's the trend. They want healthy. They want quick. They want smaller portions. And they want them resealable, right? Yes, and uh, and they want a variety of flavor, and it specifically points out you millennials uh, who want variety of flavors, which is driving the greater growth in global global savory snack market and relative to sweet snacks market. The consequence of this is the consumer trends and the explosion of SKUs. They need like there's a lot going on there. A lot of different part numbers, a lot of confusion in the operational systems. So. But it's all delicious. Yeah. Well, this is going to also, of course. The millennials in general are impacting every industry for one reason or another. When it comes to packaging and consumerism, they're really driving the trend in digital printing and pretty much the digital in general. And we discussed that again. Well, I had read an article about how they're even shaping uh, the restaurant industry, uh, even here locally. Uh, you had one uh, restaurateur who has a what you would call a traditional restaurant who has decided to open up a satellite in a trendier part of town to uh, supply the same amount of great food on a higher scale, but have it delivered to your house. And basically, he's just, you know, I think Luminati's has done the same thing. Instead of their traditional restaurants, they just have to go places. And they're just they're knocking it out of the park, man. They're, mm-hmm. they're popping up all over the place. So Yeah, no, I remember that. When I was younger, you used to go to Luminati's. Wait. Yeah, wait. And then <laughs> not only wait to sit down, but you have to wait for this pizza to get it made. That takes 45 minutes. 45 minutes. So this is, a, this is a night out. Right. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, nowadays, yeah, you, you put your order in, they eat, and, and you go into these little strip malls. There's your little eyes. You can walk in and get a frozen pizza if you want. Yeah. They're not as good. They're not as good. But if you're looking for it, you know, I still, they're still, still better than most. Quite they frankly. even have an app for that. They do? Yeah. You can order, I mean, you can order your pizza and have it ready and... I had I had friends that came into town, and we told them exactly what time we were going to be at the restaurant. They had a table waiting for us. We sat down, we ate our pie, and moved on. Yeah. It was awesome. That's the way to do it. All right, so this I found interesting. The chambered pouch offers multiple compartments in single format. This is from Flexible Packaging. Did you read this one? Yeah, I did, actually. It's really great. Yeah. So uh, a stand-up flexible gusset pouches. Uh, with three separate chambers, ideal solution for selling combinations of two or more products that are typically used together, like, you know, cannabis and cookies, right? Yeah, cannabis <laughs> on one side, and then, well, you're going to need a snack on the other side. Easy now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says it can, uh, it can be fitted to reclosable zippers, spouts, sliders, hook and loop closures, and spray triggers, among others. Chamber pouches can also be fitted with carrying or hanging add-ons for increased convenience. I'm trying to think. It says it okay. So it says cosmetics, beverage, pharmaceuticals, pet food, and baby food. But I'm trying to think why would I would ever actually need. Give me an example. Well, okay. So uh, you know when you go to one of the warehouse stores, uh, they're not paying for airtime. So uh, one of the larger warehouse stores, everything is big. Mm-hmm. They come. They're big sizes. So Cheerios are huge. Milk is huge. Everything's so you could have have milk and Cheerios all in one thing flying out the door. Oh, okay. So this is back around what we talked about just a few minutes ago, which is like single serve type of deals. I buy a pouch. It has a container of milk inside there. You could. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 
Or like, uh, you if know, nobody's like, thought of that. Make sure you give me a call. We, we said it here first. <laughs> Milk and cereal, same package, out the door, ready well, to go. Yeah. Well, that it's an example of what could happen. Sure, I think of it as like you know, you get the granola and the yogurt, which is kind of already out there in the market. Yeah. So the example that they actually have here is, uh, it's a whey. What do they call that? Like whey products. Whey protein. Whey protein product. Yeah, and then they have a vanilla and a chocolate. Oh, one, I on, see. one on either side, you know, today, that makes you, feel, more sense, today right. you feel like chocolate, tomorrow you feel like vanilla. Or, which happens a lot, the wife prefers vanilla, you prefer chocolate. That makes sense to me because actually we are, me and my wife are a perfect example of that, two different flavor combinations. Right. Or for kids, for that matter. Yes. My daughter likes strawberries, my son likes blueberries. Yes. So who's, who's the marketing guy who's going to sit around and decide? what flavor combinations to put together in these pouches. Well, you know, they do have people who sit around all the time and think about those things. BASF actually has a whole team of people who do nothing all day but sit around and try to predict in 2018 the behavior of human beings in 2022. So much so that they've come out with a list of what color car you are more than likely to buy in the year 2022, and it's uh, basically sky blue, is going to be the most popular car color in uh, 2022. How could they possibly predict something like that? Are they involved in our high schools? So, I mean, if you, if you try and like figure out the average age of individuals sure. when they buy their first, or first car or whatever. Right. You know, I guess if you're in high school and you get a car, generally speaking, I would imagine in America your parents are buying that car. So they're going to have a different idea about what you should get. I don't think color is going to be involved in that. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's going to be, it's going to be 100% price. It's going to be, price be, to be, B, like, right? it's going to be $500 and, uh, you know, your air conditioning is your windows. Right. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Cause that, that's, what I, that's what I kind of picture. So they have to kind of predict when these individuals will come to age, mm-hmm. 2022, whatever, whatever generation they're looking at, when they're going to come to age, be able to afford a vehicle, and then predict what kind of color that they're going to choose. Based on what? Yeah, so, well, you have to keep in mind here that about a quarter of all cars sold today are white. So that 25% is out. So the other 75% uh, gets divided up, whereas they're predicting that car sharing is going to be a explosive thing in the future. And so, um, you know, I, you know, even the Ford Motor Company has decided not, they're not going to make cars anymore except for the Mustang. They're, they're making trucks. There's no money in cars. We're not buying. We're not making cars. And uh, so they've decided that blue, a very nice, pretty blue, is uh, going to be the uh, color of the future. You know, it reminded me of an article that I that came across on Facebook, which is actually about car. The color of the car that you choose reflects your personality. Oh, and actually, sure. if you go back to the color, we did a podcast months ago on color communication. Like, for example... Companies that are selling fast food use a lot of reds and yes. yellows because they make you hungry, right? So I guess yep. in the same manner, the, the car that you choose can actually have an effect on um, the type of personality you have. Right here, it says red. Red is often the color chosen by those who have a zest for life. They also get more tickets. Gray. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a gray car, you know there's a difference between silver and gray. Now, just so everybody knows, I'm reading a goofy, meme thing that I found on Facebook. But hey, they, maybe there's some science behind it. Silver. If you like silver car, you are practical, innovative, business savvy, and have a good taste. I don't see blue here. Let's see. Oh, here's blue. Blue cars. 
So here's what BASF is saying about our generation in 2022. Okay, bring it on. If you have a blue car, it doesn't necessarily mean you have a case of the blues. Rather, blue cars act as a tiny bit of sunny sky on the otherwise gray and bleak highway or street. If you own a blue car, you are a compassionate, optimistic, stable, honest, and serene. So there is hope. Uh, it's, it sounds like BASF thinks there's hope, yeah. You like to be admired for a strong sense of self and wisdom. So there you go. Lots of blue cars. Let's talk about a group of guys who's got like job security for the next five years because, quite frankly, you don't know that they're wrong until five years from now. <laughs> right. Well, by then, it gives you plenty of time to really back up your story on why, what changed and why, you, you know, it's not blue. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well, it would have been blue if it wasn't for X, Y, Z, you know, so you have that in your back pocket. But it certainly brings around why color is so important, right? And so... In Packaging Digest, it talks about what does color say to your consumers. This was written by uh, Jared Powell, who happens to be the CEO of uh, Frontier Label. And uh, it's important for brands to make colorful impression on their consumers and stand out from the crowd on the shelves. The psychology of color as it relates to the persuasion and marketing and branding is one of the most interesting and controversial aspects of the industry. Why the same color can invoke different emotions and responses from the individual based on his or hers experience is much broader messaging patterns are found in the perception of color. I mean, how, I mean, how important is that? Snap judgments, he goes on to say, that snap judgments aside, almost 85% of shoppers cite color as the primary reason to buy a particular product, and 80% believe that color increases the brand recognition that's those are that's a that's huge numbers those are the kind of numbers that perk up the marketing department's ears right so would this be a good time to plug the act inc system brought to you by interactive Ink Security? Uh, well why not there's nothing like a shameless plug there's nothing like a shameless plug so tell us what is the act inc system and what do we do here at interactive inks well of course well here at interactive inks we customize ink formulations but more than that we customize ink rooms to help people get their color on target their brand color on target Quickly accurate to save downtime and, of course, save waste. That's what the AST system, in a very short plug. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had several of these installed at customers around the country, and uh, all of those customers have really streamlined their process. Their uh, downtime from uh, job to job has been greatly uh, decreased. The amount of substrates used to bring colors on color has been decreased, and uh, really, really happy. Those customers are happy. Back to the Flexo trends. <laughs> yeah, so flexible packaging. Uh, there's an article in here about Zip Pack that adds uh, a sense, a sense, census. You got that? Census. <laughs> uh, zipper to its sensory feedback fastener family of innovations. Zip Pack is added to the family of resealable innovations with its new census zipper. The latest addition to the sensory setback fastener line is designed to appeal to a customer's senses of sound, sight, and touch. We had one of these plastic bags back in the day, and they were, well, when I was a kid, they were just clear. And so you're trying to put them together, and you never knew if it was really closed or not. And then they came up with the green... You know, green and blue, and blue means it's sealed, and all the and all these things. Well, now they've added a zipper feature, yeah. Not only sight and sound, but a feel to it, so that you know that hey, that thing is closed, and so that your 
strawberry juice isn't all over your, you know, lunch pail when, you know, at lunchtime. Sure. Okay. So what I'll say about this is the hefty bags. I don't know if anybody's familiar with the hefty bags. You buy them in any grocery store, but they have that zipper, right? So this is like a, it looks like a Ziploc version of it. Right. But the hefty bag, they've been doing something similar for years where they actually have a rivet on their closer. So a lot of work went into that. Now, and the reason it had to be riveted is as they pull it shut, that those rivets would cause a bumpy feel on, on the, the process of closing. And, and then, of course, there's a click at the end. So there's the rivets across and then a click at the end. So Hefty, I believe that's a active Reynolds Corporation. I'm not sure. But I know that the Hefty bags have been doing something similar to that. So now that we have a, another addition, it seems. Look, all I really want is that when I put strawberries or blueberries in the bag and I zip it closed, it stays closed. That is closed. Sure. There's no guesswork. Right. I don't need guesswork. Well, for me, it's not strawberries and blueberries that I care about. I brine a lot of meats. I do a lot of marinades. Well, there you Quite go. frankly, you put a unzipped bag <laughs> of marinade into in your, your refrigerator. refrigerator, you're going to wish you didn't. Right. Um, your wife's going to be all over you. <laughs> yeah. So since you brought it up when we were talking about the double packaging in the pouches, you lightning the, labels. You mean the cannabis and cookies? The cannabis and cookies which may very well be a topic of discussion here at the Lightning Labels, heads to the NCIA Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. The team from Lightning Labels will be at the show to demonstrate the potential benefits of expertly crafted cannabis labels. The growing and potential potential for cannabis industry is about to get a major showcase at the NCIA Cannabis Business Summit and Expo from July 25th through the 27th. So that's going to be going on here in about 10 days. Yeah, so it quotes here. To read from this article, the cannabis industry has entered a critical phase in its growth, says Lightning Labels Director of Sales and Client Services, Gary Pollan. It's never been more exciting to be part of the space, and our, represent, our representatives are looking forward to meeting with the attendees of this year's NCIA show. It's important to balance legal compliance with good design sense, and I think that's a big idea of what they'll be basically discussing is how they get around regulatory sure, and um, still uh. producing a quality label that is consumer appealing and i would imagine that uh, i don't know but i know that i don't know i don't know much about it but in colorado i hear that they have a number of different types of products so we're not just talking about a little pouch of of cannabis we're talking about edibles oh. we're talking about bakeries cookies yeah we're talking about labels Cakes. we're talking all kinds of different products here that are going to come to market that all are going to have their own regulatory requirements sure i you know if you have a I don't remember what it's called. There's a chemical inside of cannabis that actually creates the effects at THC, I believe. So there's concentrations of that, and mm -hmm. they drip it into baking goods, and they, and they do all these other things. There's going to be regulations on that. There's going to be labels on that, and all of that is going to come to play. And if you want to learn anything about it, you're going to have to follow this pretty closely. So the Lightning Label heads to the NCIA Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. It's later on this month. We'll talk about it again next month when we... Let me see what they talked about. Well, the challenge, the, the challenge is almost state to state. Oh, that's absolutely. It has to be state to state. I mean, so. If they push it away from the federal government, it's not regulated at the federal government because I think, I'm pretty sure that it's illegal as far as the federal government's concerned. Still. So unless they legalize it and they come up with their own set of rules, it's always going to be. It's like the wild, wild west right now, man. Yeah. It'll be interesting to follow. Um, yeah. I don't know. From our end, from a packaging label and. Printing end certainly brings up some challenges, and we'll follow it. We'll see what they come up with at this trade show and uh, see what kind of technology comes out of it.
jamming. <laughs> okay, so back to trends here. Sophisticated substrates lead the charge in label sector growth. This is an article in Flexotech. According to Finite's latest findings, demand for PP-based materials has grown 78%. Direct thermal papers are up 51%, and white-coated papers have seen a 24% increase since 2010. I'm looking at a graph here, and you start in, uh, it started in 96, and it has continually grown year over year up until late 2017, with the largest segment growth being in PP-based materials. The figures show that while paper-based materials continue to dominate label materials demand, there has been a shift from basic primary and VIP labels towards more sophisticated high-end applications. Yes. I'm just trying to remember. I'm reading before I talk. That's all. So a large spark in the growth comes from retail, logistics, process automation, and inventory management demand, and ever-growing volume of direct thermal paper labels. So you think about the logistics of companies like Amazon, um, UPS. Yeah. FedEx, right. logistics of these worldwide companies all require the need for these direct thermal um, labels for, for their operations, which is driving the growth. But also um, high volume sectors like food, health and beauty care, premium beverages is driving the surge of consumption of PP-based labels. The trend is encouraging self-adhesive label producers to offer adjacent high-end packaging solutions like pouches, sleeves and other flexible packaging items. Food and beverages still run the show though. Yeah. The average, the average annual sales growth over the last five years was 7.1%, although it slowed in 2017 compared to previous years. The highest growth rates were recorded on non-prime mar markets like automotive, consumer dur durables, and industrial chemicals, while the largest labeling sectors of food and beverage continue to be among the top five growth markets. They're still running it. People are celebrating. Picnics are up. Well... We should probably do a quick shout out to Bemis Corporation, uh, named Forbes America's Best Large Employers. They also happen to show up on the number one in the 2018 top converters list. So Bemis is doing something right. And innovations in digital printing. Um, Gallus Innovation Days, at Gallus Innovation Days, uh, the Gallus Smart Fire was announced. So this easy way to produce digital labels. Economically, affordably, and with no specific physical conditions needed, the Gallus Smart Fire becomes the first real solution for the many. The first real solution for the many. So basically, a very, very cost-effective way to become a digital label printer. The Gallus Smart Fire shatters the price barriers in terms of capital investment needed for a fully featured digital label press. How much is it? You know, I tried to find how much it was. I actually tweeted them, too, to get more physical descriptions, more technical descriptions on it. I didn't get anything back, obviously. Sure. But um, they got to get you in the room, the finance room. Right. But it, we're not talking about a huge footprint here. I imagine just looking at it, uh, you know, you're talking about a technical footprint of maybe six to 10 feet. Um, and this is fully capable of printing, laminating, online, roll to roll, low capital investment, ease of use, exceptional image quality, 600 DPI, quick change. Head replacement functionality, water-based inks, no VLCs, fault tolerant compounds. So yeah, that's um, that was announced at the Gallus Innovation Days, and I'm sure we'll see it at the Label Expo coming up here in 2018. Quick shout out and congratulations to Berlin Packaging as it achieved 99.9% on-time delivery for every month for the 14 consecutive years. That is an incredible number. Since June 2004, 
when Berlin Packaging began its on-time delivery streak. The company has achieved an on-time percentage of 99.7, completing nearly 2.1 million shipments with an on-time accuracy. This includes the last 12 months where Berlin Packaging achieved 99.9% on-time delivery accuracy on more than 250,000 shipments, covering 4.6 billion items shipped from its warehouse across North America. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the gold standard of on-time delivery. Yeah. Congratulations to Berlin Packaging. All right, so I don't like to. I don't want to spend too much time on mergers and acquisitions. Uh, there's a ton of them going on in the industry. We are, we are just experiencing in every end, from raw materials to vendors. So a number of them happened in the last few weeks. I'm just going to quickly go over them. So mergers and acquisitions. CCL Industries completes Trofin American acquisition. Uh, Smurfit Kappa Group completes Reparenko acquisition. Mondi Groups completes acquisition of NPP in Egypt. These were all in Inkworld Magazine and Flexo Global Magazine. There are others. I just named the three ones that caught my eye. Actually, if I had to guess, we probably had, we actually did debate doing an entire podcast on the mergers and acquisitions. And then once we sat down and went over all the paperwork, we realized how boring it was. Right, you didn't want to keep me, I couldn't stay awake that long. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I was so out. We're not going to put our listeners through that. But there are a number of them going on in the industry. And actually, if you go to any of these, no, not any of them, but if you go to some of these websites, they have a link dedicated to all the mergers and acquisitions going on in the industry worldwide. The amount of people out there doing what we do, doing what dispersions and, and additives is dwindling every day. Well, there's definitely a consolidation going on in the industry between smaller printers and bigger printers and big ink companies and small ink companies and uh, big makers of resins. I mean, everything's just getting consolidated. So, Yep. Again, previous here, right? But, we, but we've been through this before. Yeah, of course. Uh, but here, uh, Pregis enters into definitive agreement to purchase FP International. There's another one. So if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, I really think it's a good it's a good resource. It's free. If you go to our website and you subscribe to the newsletter, you get a printed edition of our newsletter, which goes over monthly news that we think is interesting, that we think is something that you might want to read about. And we kind of filter through because there's so much information out there. We do filter through a lot of different sources to kind of bring you maybe the more relevant news. It's free. We print it out. We send it to you every month. Head over and um, head over to interactiveinks.com and go ahead and, and subscribe to that. We really appreciate it, you know, you following along with what we do here. And before we close out, Tom always has his one last thing. Well, it's the one last thing. And as you know, it's vacation season. With With vacation season comes trips to national parks, national forests, and, and maybe just a day at the beach. But visitors to the Cooney National Forest in Montana were at risk, according to these flyers that were put up, were at risk of possibly encountering a Sasquatch. Should such an event occur, the agency advised that witnesses neither yell at nor feed the creature, confusingly, that they should not chase or run away from the Sasquatch, leaving one to wonder what exactly to do. Take pictures. That's what I would <laughs> You can anywhere near the right. Sasquatch if right. you want to take pictures, I'd imagine. Yes. So uh, these, uh, these uh, flyers that were put up, they were posted all over the National Forest. They have the logo of the U.S. National Forestry emblem on top of the, uh, the flyer. And so it forced the U.S. Forest Service to issue a statement on Monday assuring the public that Bigfoot was not running amok in Montana. And also faced with the prospect of Sasquatch hunters flocking to the forest while prospective tourists were changing their vacation plans to avoid such an animal, the U.S. Forest Service took to social media on Monday 
to provide some clarity about the situation. In a somewhat church statement, it suggests that it did not find humor in the fake flyers, and the agency announced that Sasquatch posters that are circulating around Facebook and other areas were not created by or coming from the U.S. Forest Service. They don't have a sense of humor over there. Well, it's the government. Well, yeah, they're not very happy people. <laughs> they have about as much sense of humor as the IRS. Well, thanks for keeping it relevant. <laughs> Where do you find these? <laughs> So it's safe to say that it's safe to uh, travel around the Cooney National Forest, but, you know, if you do happen to run in, you better take a picture of it. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that's the one last thing. All right. Back to you, Craig. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Ink and Updates podcast. We greatly appreciate you listening. Please head on over to www.interactiveinks.com. Follow me and Tom on Twitter. Um, we'd love to hear from you if you have questions, comments, want to get involved in the show. Get a hold of us. We're always welcome to uh, people who want to advertise their products if you're a vendor or just talk about innovations in the, in the area. Uh, or I'm sorry, in the industry. Thank you very much and make it a great day.